Lynn Wood, welcome back on the Thrive Time Show. How are you, sir? Hey, Clay, I'm doing okay. I, I'm just, you know, uh, trying to recover from the latest uh, attack that I just uh, learned about a few minutes ago. Uh, this one's being made against me by the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. So I got a quick word about it. Sure. I want to hear about answer it. answer your question directly, I'm doing fine. How are you? Well, I, I have to I, I, I'm doing great. This might sound like a, a, a bizarre way to start an interview, but I'm going to ask you. With all due respect, then I can say whatever I want. With all due respect, are you insane? <laughs> I am of sound mind, have been all of my life. Uh, so the answer is I'm not insane. Now, let me qualify that with one comment generally. We're all a little bit crazy. I think a person that jumps out of a perfectly functioning airplane with a parachute on, I think that person's a little crazy. I think somebody that goes down a double black diamond uh, slope at 60 miles an hour on skis is a little bit crazy. The answer to your question is directly, no, I'm of sound mind. The attacks that are being made upon me and questions about my mental wellness are false attacks designed to do nothing more than to get a headline that they hope people will look at and it will smear me. They have to attack me, Clay, because they cannot attack my message. My message is truth. What you're doing is you're, um, you've been practicing law for over 40 years, I believe. You, you have uh, you know, won some of the biggest cases. You've built this big, big reputation. And it's like you're putting everything on the line to to share the truth and expose the truth. And I get text messaged, I get emailed constantly the question, is he is he insane? Is he okay? And so the next question I have is a follow-up, which might sound even uh, more passive-aggressive, is how could you possibly be a sane person and encounter the level of persecution that you are encountering on a daily basis while still being positive? That right there has to be proof that you're insane. How do you stay positive when going through that level of persecution? I stay positive because of my faith in God. I have had a difficult year uh, in the past year, uh, some relating to personal issues with my family, which I don't really want to go into because I love my children. and I know my children are not going to be fine. They love me, but they're just not able to talk to me right now. I've been falsely uh, sued by some former lawyers I did business with, and I've had some problems with a former client, Steve Wynn, and I was working hard uh, during the year. Uh, I gave a very uh, long speech at Mercer in late January about professional ethics, which was received some really great uh, responses. I settled a case in uh, May for Nicholas Salmon against CNN, not a not an informidable foe. Then I settled a case in June uh, against the Washington Post. They don't roll over pretty easy, very easily. They sure don't ro- roll over to people that are insane. I'm not. Neither is Nicholas Salmon. We had a good case, and we caught him. And then I founded a 501c4 foundation in around July in Texas. Hashtag Fight Back Foundation because I saw a color revolution coming in this country. And I feared that we were going to potentially come close to losing our constitutional rights. Fight Back Foundation was formed so that it would be an 
avenue for people to, in the future, take steps through advocacy and otherwise to make sure we never lose our constitutional rights again or come close to it. Then I took on clients, Dr. Simone Gold, who was a frontline doctor who was persecuted when they suppressed her speech about the use of hydroxychloroquine, an effective and inexpensive remedy for COVID. I took on a client, Carter Page. We all know Carter, who was falsely accused in connection with the Russian hoax. I even took on the clients, and I was asked, uh, Patricia and Mark McCloskey, when they were falsely accused in connection with the incident in St. Louis. My law practice has been booming. I've been busy. But yes, like everybody else, I have some issues, personally. But I was able to survive that because of my faith in God, plain and simple. What otherwise might have broken a person, I came through it all stronger because of my faith. I came into the November, and I spent some time talking on my then Twitter page about the color revolution. We also, by the way, talked about my puppies and my land and a lot of things, including my faith. I spoke a lot about what I feared was going on in this country with respect to the fake campaign of Joe Biden, who is now fake president. Then all of a sudden, boom, November 3rd hits, and it's clear that the election was stolen. I got involved in it. I filed a lawsuit to show, which I still believe I will prove and be successful in, that the Georgia election was unlawful and unconstitutional. As things developed, I got involved with Sidney Powell, General Michael Flynn, and I started working on other areas of election fraud. And then as things would have it, I got involved with a number of credible people, credible sources that in fact provided me with information about wrongdoing in high places. Georgia, top to bottom, corrupt. People Mm. in the United States of America, our Chief Justice, our Vice President, I had credible evidence that they were corrupt. And I have been trying to disclose it in hopes that one day somebody will wake up and action will be taken to investigate it and prosecute it. So I've had a busy year, but I have a smile on my face. I play with my puppies. I work harder than I wanted to in the sense that I wanted to retire last year, semi-retired or right, and handle the salmon cases. Well, Nicholas decided to change counsel. I understand why. I love that boy. I was honored to represent him, and I wish him nothing but the best in the future. Sometimes things occur, and clients go their separate ways. Steve Wynn terminated me, and I was glad of that, by the way. And I tell you, that'd be a whole other story. Uh, Back in... Uh, March. Uh, those are the only two clients that have ever terminated me Lynn, in 43 years. And I mean this with all due respect. I, I say that in stairs. You know this. Clay Stairs is on the show. He's a former school teacher turned business consultant. Hello, stairs, Lynn. You know, it's great to be with you again, sir. Stairs. Well, thank you. Nice to be with you. Yeah. Stairs, you know how this works. Once I say with all due respect, I can oh, say whatever can I want. You can go anywhere now. And I want the listeners to know this. And I mean this with all due respect, yeah. Lynn. Uh-huh. There's nothing in the world I want to do less than to do this interview. Because all I'm going to get is hate or love from people that I don't know. And so what I do, because I, I mean, again, we don't get paid. Lynn, when you're, when you're trying to save America, the pay's low. The hours are long. We don't want to do this. We feel called to do this. This is not something we want to do. Yeah. And I have some great patriots with me today who don't want to be on the show. We, we would rather be on the show talking with you about, 
you know, eight steps to becoming a, a, a successful attorney or, or four ways to uh, become better at managing your time or, or, or three ways to walk a dog more effectively. We don't want, but we feel called to do this. So I'm going to continue asking you some, some questions. But, folks, if you want to see Vice President Pence elbow bumping Nancy Pelosi after certifying the fraudulent election, if you want to see the video footage of that, just send an email to uh, send the word truth to the Clay Clark at protonmail.com, the Clay Clark at protonmail.com. And if you want to see 100% irrefutable evidence and Sidney Powell's 270 page report documenting the election fraud, all you have to do is just email the word truth to the Clay Clark at protonmail.com. I'll send it to you, or you can text me directly to 918 851 6920, 918 851 6920. Let's talk about you, General Flynn, Sidney Powell. I feel like the three of you maybe don't want to do this, but you're all putting your life, your career, your everything's on hold because you feel called to fight back. What is, with, with, with all due respect, Lynn, what is wrong with you three? Well, you know, I guess an outsider would look and say, Lynn, you know, you, you, you found a measure of success financially and from my professional practice. Obviously, I had some, some great clients and, and some great, I think, great results over the years. 43 years, and I wanted to semi-retire and finish up my obligations to Nicholas Sandman, and I bought some beautiful land in South Carolina. I've got a beautiful home, a modest home in Atlanta, a modest home at a lake in uh, Greensboro, Georgia. I'm 60, uh, turned 68 years old in October, and most people would look over and say, Lynn, you're crazy to be doing what you're doing. Right. You see, crazy is subjective. So you said you were called to do it. Yeah, I, I, I have told you, and I think others, that I live my life one day at a time. And I get up in the morning, and I get on my knees, and I thank God for another day, and I ask him, tell me what you want me to do today. Tell me every step you want me to take on the path. If I miss a step, bump me back on. Go to bed at night, give God all the credit, all the praise, all the glory. I have other prayers. And then I get up, after I rest, I do it all over again. Jesus said... Focus on today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. What did he mean by that? I believe he meant tomorrow is already planned, and there's really nothing you can do about it. God's will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when I when you said you were kind of called to do it, yeah. you didn't want to do it. Yeah, I actually I actually have enjoyed everything that I've done this past year, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've gone through some really great moments. I've gone through, particularly in the last couple of months, some really severe persecution. But I do it knowing that God wants me to enjoy the good, mm. and I know that the persecution will end, and it will be a blessing in disguise because it will work for good. So I have a great attitude. I've actually enjoyed what I've been doing all these uh, past a few months, even though I've had about three or four hours rest each night since November the 4th or 5th. But I'm energized. Uh, I am ready to finish the fight. I'll never quit uh, until justice is done. That's what I did for 43 years and will probably do for another short period of time uh, as long as God is willing. I fight aggressively for truth because I fight for truth to achieve justice. That's been the way I practice law. I put my clients first, myself second, never practice law for money never practice law for recognition, 
I don't care about money and fame. Those are the devil's tools. And so I enjoy my life, and I feel like, yeah, I'm called to do it because I think God tells me what to do, guides me each day. But I also believe that God prepared me to do the things I'm doing all of my life. So I'm thrilled with every day. Every day is a blessing. Until my job is done, God calls me home, and then, boy, oh, boy, I'll spend eternity in heaven where everything's perfect. Pretty good deal, isn't it? It, it, a phenomenal deal. However, you, to, to, to many, it would look like you're going through hell. And it's because you're pointing out, you, you, you have made a comment, and this is, I, again, I, I'm paraphrasing, and then you can correct me here. But I'm just saying, you, you, were, you were making the comment that Vice President Pence, you know, after, after he certified the fraudulent election, you know, he receives this coin. Uh, Dr. Jim Meehan, have you seen that video footage, sir? I have seen that video. It's very, it's, it's very compelling that there's something going on in the deep state. Dr. Marsh, have you seen the video of, 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 of Vice President Pence receiving a coin after certifying the fraudulent election? I have seen the video. Okay, so you guys have seen it. And for the listeners, most, most of our listeners have not seen this. So if you'll just fire me off an email right now to the Clay Clark. At protonmail.com. The Clay Clark at protonmail.com. We are being so heavily censored. Cell phone carriers won't let me send the message to you now. It's crazy. People don't yeah. want you to see this footage here. So you said, you, you pointed out that if somebody certifies a fraudulent election, I'm paraphrasing, that that would be a treasonous act. And I'll just take it that far. What, what, what are people saying that you said? What did you actually say about Vice President Pence? Because many people are blaming you. They're saying you're an insurrectionist. I just want to get your take on what, what you said or didn't say about Vice President Pence. Well, number one, anybody that says I'm an insurrectionist, uh, is conveying errant nonsense. I'm anything but. I love the rule of law. I love the Constitution. I fought for it all my life. I've never tried to violate it. I've tried to uphold it. That's what I've been doing for the last several months is fighting for our Constitution. Let's talk about Pence. And let me point out to you, if I don't mind, this is not a plug, but this is just a place to get information. If you go to my Telegram account, at Linwood Speaks Truth, you're going to see some videos of a whistleblower a man that I spent several days with, that I looked into his background, and after 43 years, I'm pretty good at knowing a credible witness. He's credible. He suffered greatly because of the fact that he's been telling the truth. Mm. He told me the truth under threat of life because he was potentially worried and the wife would be murdered or he'd be murdered. He's been tortured. But if you watch that video, you're going to learn a lot about Mike Pence beyond the 2020 election. You're going to learn that Mike Pence was guilty of treason from the evidence of the whistleblower in 2017 when he conspired with Rod Rosenstein to try to overthrow the presidency of Donald Trump. Can you prove that? You're going to find some. I'm, I can't. Can I prove it? That's up to the government to prove. But I have credible evidence that must be investigated, and I believe that this man is telling me the truth. It makes perfect sense when you look at the whole perspective of Mike Pence. Mike Pence, according to this whistleblower, is not a man of God. Mike Pence is a man that has committed acts of treason, according to the whistleblower, in 2017 against this country. He's also told me some very painful truths about Mike Pence and his involvement with young boys under the age of 16. So if you want to learn the truth, go look at those videos. Draw your own conclusion, but I know only one conclusion can be drawn, and that is that this whistleblower's evidence 
must be investigated thoroughly because if it is true, serious crimes have been committed by former Vice President Pence. Now, what I said about Mike Pence has been misrepresented, distorted, and falsified. What I said about Pence after the January 6th protest or rally that was a rally in support of Trump, and I believe a protest, uh, false flag by Antifa at the Capitol, I said when I saw a couple of videos that night or the next morning where the guards had let in people coming into the Capitol that appeared to be more Antifa than Trump supporters, a lot of fake Trump supporters, that's the false flag. I said in a parlor tweet, I guess they call it a parlay. Parlay. I said they they opened the doors, they let them in. They are all traitors. Get the firing squads ready. Pence first. Now, I've been told by people who don't know what the law is that somehow I made a threat against Pence. That is errant nonsense. I engaged in rhetorical hyperbole, which I know a little bit about because I've been doing defamation law for 25 years, which is a robust expression of of, of speech protected under the Constitution that allows you to make a point, even if exaggerated. My point was that Pence had committed treason. And the penalty for treason, as recognized publicly by the government a few months ago, includes punishment of death by a firing squad. Now, let me give you an example, if you don't mind. Did I say that uh, I wanted to be the first person who would put in my scope Vice President Pence. Did I say that? No. Wouldn't that be pretty threatening if I did? Yes. It also implied that you're a part of a firing squad that works for the government that uh, convicts people of, that executes the punishment from treason. Let me tell you, back in 1969, a young draft protester was prosecuted for violating a federal anti-threat law for saying that, quote, the first person he would put in his scope is LBJ. The United States Supreme Court reversed that man's conviction, holding that he had engaged in political hyperbole rather than a true threat. Now, I know the law, and I know what I said, and it was rhetorical or political hyperbole, which is protected by the First Amendment right of free speech in this country. I didn't make any serious threat of harm to anybody, never have, never would. All of my body of work on social media has repeatedly said only engage, if necessary, Mm. in non-violent civil disobedience, which was the hallmark of the civil rights champion, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The public's being lied to about me because they're trying to kill the messenger, because they cannot kill the message. The message is truth. It's credible truth. I'm peeling off the onions in Georgia, the layers of the onions, and slowly but surely I've revealed that the government in Georgia, from the from the governor to the lieutenant governor to the secretary of state to the attorney general to the speaker of the house, yep, they are all corrupt. I believe they should all be investigated. Mm. And if the information that I have, because I have information on each one of them, if it is in fact followed up on, I believe it's accurate. I believe they're all going to jail. So, did I choose this year to be a a truth giver? Not 
in specifics about what I've revealed. But I've tried to be a truth giver all of my professional life. I told a lie when I was first year in law school to, to cover for myself to get out of trouble. It plagued me. And since my first year in law school, Clay, I have never lied another time. That's why I don't mind people calling me a truth giver. I try to live a life of truth, a truthful life. If you lead a life of truth, a truthful life, you will see the kingdom of God. If you do not, you will not see the kingdom of God. And I love God. He tapped me on the shoulder two and a half years ago. It changed my life. And I try every day to make sure that either when I leave this earth to go to, that I go to heaven, or if I'm raptured up, I want to go to heaven. That's my goal. That means that I spend my life trying to do what God's will is as I discern it, and I try to make sure that I give all the praise and all the credit and all the glory to Almighty God, and then I try to help other people, even strangers. Let's do this here. We're going to go into rapid-fire mode, kind of a town hall mode here. So I have one final question, and then we're going to pelt you with a lot of questions from um, some doctors, from some concerned citizens. We're just going to get into it here. Um, what reason do you have for hope? I mean, what does the fu- what, what does the future hold? I mean, you you have contacts that we don't have. Uh, here we are. We are recording this on February second of twenty twenty one. What do you? I'm not asking for a guess. I'm just saying, based upon what you know, what do you feel like? That what do you see that the future holds for for America here in the next maybe thirty, sixty, ninety days? Now again. I don't represent President Trump. I'm not an advisor. I don't have any uh, special information, but I get bits and pieces. I look at the law. I apply common sense. I believe history repeats itself. And I try to analyze what makes sense of this situation. Because most people look at it, and it looks like nonsense. It's like chaos. But I try to find what could be the plan. Because I know that God has a plan. He knows the future. He created a plan from the beginning of mankind until the end of mankind on earth. Yep. So there are no coincidences. Everything is planned. So I look at where we are now. I've said some things in the past where I was wrong on my timing. I probably should have kept the timing out of it because only God knows his timing. But I've seen and, and felt and discerned things, and I think you're going to look back at my track record and find that I'm pretty accurate. I believe that February is going to be a month of revelation. I believe that March is going to be a month of resolution. I think over the next 30 days or so, we're going to begin to learn what we do not know. Some of us have suspected, others have speculated on. We're going to learn that we have been treated to a lie from the fake media. We had a fake media. We had a fake Democratic nomination. They rigged the machines to get Biden, a puppet, nominated. We had a fake campaign. Biden never campaigned. We had a fake election. We had a fake inauguration. And right now, we have a fake president. I don't believe the military is talking to Joe Biden. I don't think he has access to the Pentagon because I'm familiar with the fact that this country passed laws in the early 50s when Joe McCarthy was investigating communism, which it was their 
in our country then, and it has taken us over now without firing a shot. But under the Constitution and the laws passed pursuant to it, if the military, not Donald Trump, not Sidney Powell, not Lynn Wood, if the military has evidence that a illegal takeover of our government has occurred under the law of this country, the military takes control of this country. Not Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, not General Flynn, not Lynn Wood, not Sidney Powell, not Clay Clark. The military has a sworn duty to protect and defend our Constitution and to protect and defend we the people. They do their duty. Now, so I believe, I believe the military has solid information, and they've had it for some time, about what exactly the results of our election in November the 3rd was. And they've waited to find out who all was involved. They're trying to quell down any potential civil unrest when the, when the truth comes out. So I believe that the military is in charge of our country. I believe that will be revealed in due time. And I believe that by the time we get into March, I hope, that Donald Trump will be sworn in as the, I believe it's the 19th president of the United States of America, the Republic. That's another story for another day, perhaps. But I will tell you that I've said from day one that I've never wavered that Donald Trump would be the president of the United States for four more years. He won a record landslide victory. The idea that Biden won is a lie. A lie is not going to prevail over the truth. The truth is that Trump won. The truth is that Trump is our president, and he's going to be our president for four more years. I've never wavered on it. Now, I think I'm going to be proven right in time. Now, speaking of, of lies, this has been a year of medical fraud or massive medical uh, errors. And so we have Dr. Jim Meehan. Uh, Dr. Jim, will you briefly share with Lynn your background, just so he kind of knows your military background as well as your medical background? Yeah, Lynn, thank you so much for honoring God in your work. I try to do the same in everything that I do. I took an oath to serve and protect this country in 1983-84 when I was a member of the United States Military Academy as a cadet. And then a second oath to um, do no harm as a medical doctor. And and I stand, you know, and rise today because I see so much harm being perpetrated by the medical establishment today. I think that we are dealing with a, a Chinese virus that was weaponized in a, a lab in Wuhan, China. I believe that uh, Anthony Fauci participated in the illegal funding of that um, gain-of-function research that produced this virus and probably many more. I believe that Bill Gates um, participated in the funding of that same laboratory. And then I think that virus was unleashed on the world, um, particularly on the United States. And it was used as part of the cover that is being, you know, perpetrated on the American people. Dr. Jim, everything you just said, if anybody will just literally just email right now, just email the word truth, just on the subject line, truth, to Clark at ProtonMail.com, Clark at ProtonMail.com. I can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Dr. Fauci did, in fact, fund the creation, fund the laboratory that created the Wuhan virus. Right. So I want to get your take on this, and then I want to tie it back to Lynn here. Right. Jeffrey Epstein was convicted as the world's most prolific pedophile. Everybody, know, everybody knows the name Jeffrey Epstein. Many have seen the documentary. Everybody knows that. Bill Gates chose to become friends with Jeffrey Epstein after his conviction of being a pedophile. So right. Jeffrey Epstein was first convicted of being a pedophile. Then he became friends with Bill Gates. We have irrefutable proof that Bill Gates has spent the night with Jeffrey Epstein at one of his properties. And Bill Gates is the man who's making the COVID-19 vaccines. 
From your perspective as a doctor, then I want to get Lynn's take. As a doctor, should anybody out there listening take the COVID-19 vaccines? Well, no. I, I, I have a very difficult time. I have so many problems with this vaccine platform. mRNA vaccines are a never-before-tried experimental platform, and the, the human population is literally being used as guinea pigs to vet this vaccine. And so far, it's not turning out well. Early results are this is a much more adverse event-laden vaccine, and we haven't even begun to explore what the long-term effects will be. But I'm very concerned that this, you know, that medicine has been weaponized, that we have all been, we're, we're all like test subjects in a Milgram experiment where we're just following authority. As a Christian, I'm asking yeah. you this question, Dr. Jim Meehan. There, is there fetal tissue, as a, as a Christian doctor, is there a fetal cell line? Is there fetal tissue derived, some sort of cell line? Is, is, is there any type of fetal tissue in those COVID-19 vaccines? Well, until we have the full disclosure and transparency as to what's in these vaccines, which we don't have, we're getting science by press release by Pfizer and Moderna. We don't know for sure, but I will tell you that many of the vaccines that we have in the children in the uh, CDC recommended childhood vaccine schedule have large amounts of DNA microfragments and residual cellular proteins from fetal cell lines. So you would not take the vaccine? I would not take the vaccine. Okay, so so Lynn, I wouldn't recommend it to any of my patients because again, we you know, we are we are um, forcing and trying to mandate a vaccine for which we have we cannot say it's safe and effective. In fact, we can't even say that it prevents infection or prevents transmission. So Lynn, uh, as an attorney, as a discerning person, as a Christian, do you have concerns about the COVID-19 vaccines? Uh, y- yes, uh, but, but let me say this to Jim. Thank you for your service in the military, and thank you for your service to uh, the country as a medical doctor. Before I got involved in kind of focusing in the area of defamation, I spent almost two decades doing medical negligence work. I never tried to bring a case unless I thought it was a legitimate case where the standard of care had been violated. So I got the benefit of a lot of medical information uh, because I handle a lot of variety of cases. So I look at this vaccine, and I would say if I were uh, talking to a doctor and trying to give him some legal advice, you better dead gum sure make uh, positive that you give your patients a detailed, informed consent before they take it. What I would say is, from a more broad perspective, take a look at Henry Kissinger, open the door to China. Henry Kissinger publicly espouses the theory of depopulation, the idea that we want to reduce the number of people to into a manageable working servant class to serve the elites. Guess who else pushes depopulation? Bill Gates. Mm. It's public. He admits it. So what is Bill Gates doing? He has no medical training. He has no medical degree. But yet he pulls himself out as an expert on vaccines. What's he really trying to accomplish? Is he trying to keep people alive? Or is he trying to further his stated goal of depopulation? I had some contacts as it relates to Jeffrey Epstein. I think it's a fair statement that Jeffrey Epstein was involved on his island and other way, other places, in some type of DNA work. I know that he had birthing stations what? on that island. 
I don't know why, but one can simply look and see why he might have had them. I don't know what went on between Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. I have some concerns, but I know that when it was outed that, that Gates had an extensive relationship with him, the Gates Foundation issued a statement saying, Mr. Gates only met with Mr. Epstein to get charitable donations. Now, wait a minute. Why would you go get a charitable donation when you got all the billions of dollars that Gates has got from a man who was an admitted person involved in pedophilia? Why would you travel on his private jet, the Lolita Express, six times when you've got probably, I don't know how many private jets Bill Gates has, but I know he's got at least one. Why would you go on Jeffrey Epstein's plane? And then why would you try to say that you only dealt with him on charitable donations? I don't believe that. I believe that the investigation of Bill Gates needs to take place. I think we need to know about what he did at Jeffrey Epstein's island, the details of his relationship, just like we need to know the details of the relationship that any person had with Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein was not a good person. I've had information that says he's still alive. We'll see if that turns out to be true or not. But I believe the evidence through Gillian Maxwell and others is going to come out about what happened in that island, about what Jeffrey Epstein was really up to, and how people like Bill Gates were involved in it. So I call the, 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 the vaccine from Pfizer, look into Pfizer's ties to China. I'd call it the China vaccine. Moderna. That's Bill Gates. I'd call that the Bill Gates vaccine. I'm not taking a vaccine that's China-related, and I'm not taking a vaccine that is related to Bill Gates. I would caution people, and I have this from a medical doctor that I talked to two days ago. There are a large number of people that have taken that vaccine that have suffered Bell's palsy, but it's not being reported because it's not allowed to be reported as a complication or side effect from the vaccine. But I've seen videos of people with palsy. We don't really know the extent of the palsy. We don't really, I I believe, know the extent of deaths that have occurred. But common sense tells me this. That vaccine was rushed through. It did not go through the normal channels of investigation and research and what we normally would do to make sure that to the extent possible it's safe. They rushed it through under an emergency situation because they claimed that they couldn't have and didn't have an effective treatment available for COVID. That was a lie. Hydroxychloroquine was an effective and is an effective treatment for uh, for COVID. So why did they try to censor everybody talking about hydroxychloroquine like Dr. Simone Gold, the frontline doctors? Why were they censored? Why was hydroxychloroquine articles taken off the Internet? Because they didn't want you to know the truth that it was effective because then they couldn't have rushed through the vaccine. The the simple fact of the matter is somebody's up to no good with this vaccine. And from a lawyer's perspective, which I'm, I'm not a doctor, but if a friend asked me, I'd say, based on my knowledge of what I've investigated and learned as a lawyer, I wouldn't get within missile range of that vaccine, especially when there are effective treatments that are at least safe and inexpensive that should always be tried before you would ever move to what amounts to still 
an experimental vaccine. Does that answer your question? It absolutely does. And, and, and Lynn, we have a final five minutes. I want to respect your time. We've got three questions, five minutes. But I want to make sure all the listeners know, if you want the 100% effective COVID-19 treatments, and I don't know why you would not, literally just email, just email right now. Send an email to Clark at protonmail.com. I'm not going to sell you, sell your information. I'm not trying to sell you a subscription. I don't take advertisers. I, frankly, at many times question why I do this other than I feel called to do it. So if you'll just email me right now, I'll send you the, 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 the proven protocols for COVID-19, including budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Dr. Jim Meehan has supplied some great information on this. It's all going to go to you in a nice bundled packet and a nice email there or as a backup plan which is currently causing my thumb to develop arthritis, you can text me directly at 918-851-6920, 918-851-6920. Five minutes, three final questions. Clay Stairs, again, former school teacher, a business consultant. What question do you have for Lynn Wood as it relates to Epstein or vaccines? Because this is, this is the hot topic here, yeah. and Lynn has access to a lot of information that we don't have, and we have doctors in the studio right now. Yeah, Lynn, uh, how about this? Uh, this is something that I'm hearing a lot from my friend circle uh, is that they, they feel, uh, even if they don't want to get the vaccine, they, they say things like, well, I have to get the vaccine for my job. I have to get the vaccine if I am going to do certain things. Board a plane. I'm gonna, if I'm going to board a plane. And so, so I'm, I'm hearing people saying that they have to get this. So my question is a legal question to you is, if there are companies, I get it. If they're a private company, then they may be able to say, this is how we're going to do things. And if you want to work for us, you have to do it. But is there any move? Is there any uh, reconciliation for people that don't want to have the vaccination but feel, but but don't have a choice because they have to keep their job. I mean, it'd be easy enough for me to say, well, just quit your job and go do something else. Yeah, but Just go sell snow cones. Yeah, exactly. See, it's super easy. Yeah, just, just easy. go just do it. Stop yeah, your job as a dentist but, or a doctor and go sell snow cones. That just doesn't work for somebody to just quit their job. So is there anything on a legal, mm. on a legal level that people can do if their job, if their boss is forcing them to get a vaccine? All right, well, that... You're Clay too, and I heard. You I know, man. Don't get us screwed up now. I want to. I want to thank you for your service as a school teacher. I hope we get school teachers to start teaching the truth about America. That is real. Yeah. Saying America's bad. So let me get that in. Thank you for your service to the children of this world. Now, my pleasure. I have. I have looked into generally because of Twitter, uh, primarily, this idea that well, I'm a private company and I can do whatever I want to. That's errant nonsense. If that private company is engaged in interstate commerce, and almost every one of them is, they are subject to the laws of the Constitution of the United States of America. This is good. They cannot violate your constitutional rights. Nobody, nobody in this country under our Constitution can be forced to take a medical treatment unless there are some extraordinary circumstances that I don't know about. There are no exceptions to the Constitution. The idea there's a pandemic, which I think is a pandemic. The idea that there's a COVID uh, pandemic, there's no exceptions to your constitutional rights in the Bill of Rights. They apply right down the board 
in all circumstances at all times. So people can make a choice. If you want to take the vaccine to fly or to keep your job, that's fine. If they took, put a gun in your hand and said you got to shoot yourself uh, in order to keep your job, would you shoot yourself to keep your job? you got to have priorities. I believe that there will be litigation at some point in the near future. Not for me, because I'm busy enough trying to retire, <laughs> although I might be willing to help out. I believe that the constitutional rights of our citizens have been grossly violated. They can't make you take a vaccine. They cannot make you wear a mask. They cannot make you stand any distance apart from another one of your citizens. They can't tell you how many people can be in your house. They can't tell you how many people can be in your church. They can't tell you when you can assemble with people. Mm. They cannot tell you how you uh, actually uh, get treated for any type of uh, flu like the the China virus. So I think that our constitutional rights have been violated. People can be preferable. I believe there's preferential people and there's principal people. So you could say, well, it's my preference to just avoid the problem. Don't want to go out and get a lawyer. I'll just prefer to take the vaccine or wear the mask or stand six feet apart. Preferential people don't see the kingdom of God. You've got to be a principal when, person. When, 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 yep. listen here, I, I'm just saying, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just, I'm saying this and I'm not trying to um, create more work for you because I know you're busy. I feel like this is the biggest class action suit in the history of the world. Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine is a FDA-approved malaria drug that's been around for decades, and it was withheld from people, and it caused death. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, I feel like you or somebody, I mean, would, have you thought about that, about letting Americans team up with you and to fight back on one massive class action lawsuit? I mean, this is, this is massive. Well, I don't know if I'm the lawyer to do it, but I do believe it's got to be done by some lawyer. Well, you need Maybe to be I the guy. Be involved in some Come way. on, but I believe there is a class. I do believe there's a class action. I believe there's a class action against people like Twitter that violated your First Amendment rights. But but here's here's what I would say. When it comes to the Constitution, you've got to be a principled person. If somebody tells you to wear a mask, and I'll quickly tell you what I think, and Doctor. Uh, uh, you, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. The mask will create sickness because you're breathing in and out your same toxins. Absolutely and right. And you're, you're lowering your intake of oxygen and you're lowering your outgo of carbon dioxide. The mask actually promotes disease and it suppresses your immune system. If God wanted us to wear a mask to be immune, he would have created us with masks. The mask was a way to groom you, to scare you. People have put them on out of fear. You turn on the TV back in the day of COVID, the China virus, you, work, you watch MSNBC or some of these other propaganda networks, it was COVID 24-7. Had a little screen showing you how many people were dying. They were lying to you. They were trying to create fear so they could get you to be controlled. That's not American. That's not freedom. That's a violation of your constitutional rights. So some lawyers, some citizens have got to stand up and hold the line and attack this in a court of law. And if you have a fair court that interprets the law correctly, and we got a lot of problems in our court system right now, I guarantee you that's got to be cleaned up too. Now, Lynn? But in front of a but in front of an objective court applying the law in this country, that class action, those lawsuits 
will be good in my 43-year of experience opinion. Now, folks, listen here. This is my little survey I'm going to do. If you want Lynn Wood, now, Lynn, no pressure. This is not, this is just with all due respect. If you want Lynn Wood to lead the charge to do a massive class action lawsuit against these people that have withheld budesonide and ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine from you, which has caused deaths, text the word class action. Well, I said, well, email the word class action to the Clay Clark at protonmail.com, and I'll just kind of keep track. Email the word class action to the Clay Clark at protonmail.com because I think that might be something there. Now, I'm Dr. Now, Dr. Marsh. Now, Clay, wait, yep. a, Clay, wait a minute. Yep. Yep. The, Georgia State, the Georgia State Bar is now demanding that I undergo a mental health evaluation, which I'm never going to do because it violates my constitutional rights. But if they're successful, it may take me a while to get my law license back. You see, they're trying to kill the messenger. Yeah. Could you be a they're plaintiff take, and represent yourself? A legitimate lawyer pursuing the Constitution, pursuing honest elections, pursuing investigations into pedophilia and child sex trafficking. They're trying to take me off the, off the market. Could you, be a, could you be a plaintiff? Fight back. Could you be a plaintiff and represent yourself with a bunch of us? Well, I could, I, 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 to tell you the truth, I wouldn't qualify with standing mm. because I knew and I had a supply from my doctor in case I developed COVID symptoms, China virus symptoms, I had hydroxychloroquine. And I didn't and wouldn't ever take the China vaccine or the Gates vaccine, so I haven't been harmed. Mm. But there are lawyers, and I'd be happy to try to help find the right lawyers, okay. that I believe will, when, the, when this next few months pass, and we've had revelation and resolution, I think our court system is going to be inundated with legitimate cases where people's violate have had their constitutional rights violated. Yeah. So the day is coming. Justice is not going to be denied, even if it's been delayed by a corrupt judicial system mm. and the propaganda of the Chinese Communist Party and their its efforts to take over our country, funded funded by the Rothschilds who control all of the money oh, now you, in this world. Now you just I've teed up, up you just, you just teed up Fireside yeah. Chat 12 there. That's what you just did there. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't just end the show by saying Rothschilds. That's going to get a little crazy. Um, as we wrap up today's show, what I want to do is I want to give the opportunity for Dr. Rob Marsh, who's a medical doctor, and for Dr. Jim Meehan, who's a medical doctor, just to share final capstone thoughts as succinctly as possible. Do you, too... Gentlemen, as we wrap up this segment of the show, it's, 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 it's an extended show today. We're getting a lot of doctors on the show to share about the vaccines. Dr. Rob Marsh, do you believe as a medical doctor that the people out there listening right now should take the COVID-19 vaccines? No, they have freedom of choice and they shouldn't take it. On a scale of one to 10, if 10 is very concerned about somebody taking the vaccine and a one is not concerned at all, how concerned are you? How concerned should people be about taking these vaccines? I'd be at about 50. Out of one to 10, you're saying 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go 50. That's a large number. Okay, Dr. Jim Meehan. Yeah. Again, I mean, on a scale of one to 10, if 10 is like, wow, you should not take the vaccine and a one is, eh, it's pretty safe. How, how worried are, should people be about taking these COVID-19 vaccines? Well, until, until proven otherwise, it's a 10 for me. It's, it's a big 10. And, and, and Rob's not wrong in saying maybe 50 because this could be a depopulation event. Let's never forget 
the, the coronavirus vaccine, wow. when it was tested in SARS-CoV-1 in 2003, 2005, vaccinated animals died at an extremely greater, much greater rate than the unvaccinated animals when they encountered the wild type virus. Wow. And we won't know what will happen to the humans in this grand experiment whether they will develop that antibody-dependent enhancement, that enhanced respiratory disease that the vaccinated animals developed in 2003 and 2005. We could be looking at a depopulation event. So that's, that, that could be a 50 on your scale of 1 to 10. What's your website there, uh, uh, Dr. Jim Meehan? It's MeehanMD.com. And if anybody wants the facts of what's included in the COVID-19 vaccines or anything we discussed on today's show, please send an email. To, uh, e the subject line, truth, right? Put on the subject line, truth. Send that to Clark at ProtonMail.com uh, or as a backup plan, a strong backup plan, not the backup plan that's ideal because I am personally texting you back at this point. You can text my cell phone number at 918 851-6920. Lynn, uh, thank you so much for being here tonight. Yeah, thanks, uh, Lynn. What's your final word of encouragement for the listeners out there that, that have learned uh, to, to love you for standing up for the truth? What's the final encouragement you want to share with the millions of listeners all across this great nation, actually throughout the world at this point? Well, I, I can tell you, I, I love them. And I know they love me, but I think what they really love is my message, because my message is truth. I would say to the two doctors, and I think they would agree, that this vaccine also has uh, potentially a DNA modifier in it. They're messing with your DNA. Be careful. Yes, it does. What I would say to people in terms of where we are, we're, we're in a situation where we don't know who to trust. Uh, we're looking for some hope. If you want to find the right place to go for trust and hope, trust the Lord. Amen. You place your hope in the Lord. Amen. You put your faith in the Lord. We live in extraordinary times. I've said before, it's too, too, not enough time to go into it now, that I believe we're in what the Bible describes as the second harvest. I think God is in control. He controls everything. He always acts for good. He even creates good out of sin. So we've got a rise of evil in this country, the likes of which none of us have ever seen before. Mm. God's getting ready to crush it so that the next few years, however long the second harvest will, will, will last, are going to be the best years of our lives. That's what I believe is going to happen, Amen. and that is a message of hope consistent with what we learn from God's Word in the Bible, where every word is true.